You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Let's talk about toxic positivity for a second, shall we? This is something I've been thinking about for a little while. And I decided that I would let out some truth bombs here today on the podcast. This was going to be an episode on business in wild mode, but I decided randomly that I was not going to do it on that. And I was going to talk about this instead, which ironically actually means I'm in wild mode. (laughs) Um, But that's a discussion for another day. But I guess here's an example of wild mode in action. Me just going, no, this is what I plan to do on the podcast. And I'm randomly going to talk about this other thing, which is pretty deep and full on, but I'm going to go there. Um, And I'm just going to share really openly with you guys, just a few things that I feel based on the research that I've done around toxic positivity and what I see out there, um, things that I believe to be true, things that I think will help you navigate this crazy wild ride of business, um, a little bit easier and things that I know people, when I've been having conversations with people, they feel really challenged around, um, and you know, there's a lot of people out there carrying so much guilt and shame, Um, around where they are in business and feeling they should be further along than they are and, you know, all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so I just want to have an open, open conversation um, about the topic of toxic positivity and where I see it showing up in certain, certain areas of life and also in business. And um, look, I'm not professing that I'm an expert on this. I am not a psychologist or any of those things. This is just things that I see, um, happening out there from conversations that I have with people and things that I see on the internet and experiences that I've had with my own journey with these sort of things. And I just like to bring these conversations out to the open and have it be something that we can talk about in a real way. So if you like the topic and the content of this episode, I'd love you to jump over onto Instagram and we can talk about it a little bit more. My um, handle is at Marie underscore. And, you know, if you love this episode, please, by all means, um, share it on Instagram and tag me in it. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a topic we need to be talking about more. So first of all, what is toxic positivity? So I guess the question most people would ask is how could positivity be toxic, right? Positivity is a good thing. You know, we're meant to have like positive vibes all day, you know? Um, and I want to say, first of all, I am not a negative Nancy. I'm pretty much a very optimistic person. Um, Really, I'm one of the most privileged people in the world. 
I am a heterosexual white woman living in one of the luckiest countries. I have two healthy children, an amazing husband. My mother and my grandparents are still alive and healthy. Um, I have amazing friends. You know, I don't experience um, discrimination, um, you know, except for, you know, obviously, you know, there's still a lot of discrimination out there in terms of, you know, female discrimination against women. But for the most part, a lot of that stuff doesn't impact me. So I'm very much a pretty optimistic person most of the time because I realize how privileged my life is, right? But there can be a dark side to positivity. And where I see the darkness of positivity coming out is when it results in specific behaviors that impact someone's emotional state in a negative way and also impacts them making good decisions. Okay. And we'll explore this a little bit more as the episode goes on. So in terms of a definition of toxic positivity, if you Google it, you will find a definition that pretty much goes like this. Toxic positivity is the overgeneralization of a happy and optimistic state that results in denial, minimalization, and invalidation of the real, normal, or authentic human experience. So basically, in layman's terms, what it means is that being all happy, happy, joy, joy at the expense of acknowledging real life is having a negative impact on us rather rather than the intended positive one. And I see this play out so much on social media, people with their fake feeds full of fake positivity with fake smiles, telling you fake stories of how awesome their life is. And when they have a bad day, they meditate with essential oils on and listen to a self-development podcast and life is rosy again. And while that can actually be something that you could do to kick yourself out of a negative state and to get in flow and all those things... It's not always the case, right? So yes, that those, those are positive things that you could do for yourself. If you're feeling like you're in a, fl- a funk and you are someone who meditates and you like oils and listening to podcasts helps lift you out of that funk, then 100%, that is something that you could do to help you move through that, that you know, move through that feeling, you know, and kind of shift those feelings, shift those emotions, shift those limiting beliefs that are holding you down. But it's not always the case, right? So it's kind of bollocks in a way that people present their life in such a fluffy way. Because while that can help you, it's not like, that's not the reality of life. Like you don't have a bad day and just go, oh, I'm going to go touch my crystal and Um, think a positive thought, and then I'm okay. That's not how life works. (laughs) Life is messy. It's chaotic. It's real. It hurts. It's punchy. It has flaws. Life can be sad, bleak, challenging, all of those things. And sometimes the things that we're going through are so visceral. They're so real. They're so raw. They're so challenging. They're so emotional. They're so massive that thinking that you could just do something so simple like that and all of a sudden everything's okay, it's it's bollocks, right? So it's 
I think, you know, we've got to remember that life is messy sometimes, right? And when you see people saying, oh, when you're in a funk, just go do this thing and you'll be okay. We sometimes start to think that that is what we have to do. And then when we go and we meditate with our oils and, and listen to a podcast and we still feel like shit because something shitty is happening in our life at that time, we feel shameful that we can't move through our, our shit over with something so simple. We feel shame that those things don't work for us. We feel shame that journaling doesn't help us. We feel shame that this thing doesn't work for us, right? And this is why I always say that, you know, whatever the practices are that you have to help you move through your limiting beliefs and shift your funk, right? Because we all have it. We've all got it. We're all flawed people with baggage. Um, It's got to be something that works for you. So, you know, when someone on Instagram tells me, you just need to to meditate and journal every day and, and you'll have this happy and successful life. I'm like, well, no, fuck that. I don't need to do that every day. I need to do the things that work for me, right? Because like I'm not going to bear the shame and I'm not going to be in denial and bear the shame for the fact that I don't like to meditate and I'm pretty hit and miss with journaling and um, sometimes I just don't have time to do it, right? And sometimes I don't want to listen to a self-development podcast. Sometimes I just want to go and listen. I'm listening to a really awesome podcast at the moment, by the way. It's... um. Uh, called uh, Sentimental Garbage and it's these two chicks, one's Irish, one's Pommy, and they are unpacking all the seasons of Sex in the City and it's freaking awesome. Like it's a full-on entertainment podcast, right? And I've been listening to it on my morning walks. I walk 5Ks a day and to me that's meditation. That's meditation for me. Some people would call that like not a useful you know, way to spend my time because I'm not, you know, doing any sort of deep personal development work. You know, I'm not listening to this deep podcast and all that sort of stuff, but Hey, like it works for me. Right. So when I have a shitty morning at home, because the kids aren't doing as they're told, and then they go to school and I go for my morning walk out in nature and have fresh air and see real animals and say hello to real people and listen to this podcast that lifts my vibe because it's just so fucking funny that I can't help but laugh out loud while I'm walking. That's, to me, that's meditation. So I'm not going to feel shame around that not working for me. So, you know, and it's unrealistic (laughs) to expect that this kind of, you know, overly positive, you know, always working on yourself sort of stuff is is the way you have to do things. I just see that play out so much on social media. I guess the other thing when we're looking about life being messy and chaotic is that it can also be amazing and incredible and fun and happy and awe-inspiring at the same time. But denying the chaos of life is unrealistic because the chaos is actually the beauty, right? The chaos is the stuff that you look back on with fond memories. It's like whenever I talk about my kids being young, I'm like, oh my God, it was so hard, right? Like for any of you listening that have children under five, like it's fucking hard. You have to teach these little spewy, shitty, like literally shitting little humans how to feed themselves and walk and talk and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Like It's really hard having little kids. And I remember when my kids were little, people would say to me, oh, Stacey, you know, enjoy this time. It goes so fast. And, um, you know, one day you're going to wake up and you're going to, 
you know, wish that you spent more time with them. And I'd be like, fuck that. This is hard, man. Do not tell me that my, you know, dribbling child who cannot do anything for themselves is the best time of my life. Okay. Do not tell me that because it's hard right now. And now that I have, you know, a child in high school and one almost to finish up primary school, I find myself saying to people with little kids, enjoy this time. It goes so fast. It's the best years of your life, right? Because it is. And the chaos becomes the beauty, right? You know, and, but you can't see that until you've passed it. But the chaos of that, of, of that time of my life is the beauty of it, you know, and all the funny little videos that I find of the kids now are just, they're so priceless. But I remember at the time just thinking, oh, this is so hard, (laughs) you know, and I was walking with a friend the other day and we were saying that we right now are in the best years of our life, right? Like our kids are growing up. They're not little babies anymore. We've moved past that really hard phase. They're growing up. For me, like I'm still in control of my kids. <laughs> I, I, they haven't moved into adulthood yet where I have to really let them go. Like, But our children growing up as mums, these are the best years of our life, right? We are in them right now. These are the years that we're going to look back on them when we're 70 and go, these years right now were the best years of our life, right? And always constantly striving for more means you're not living in the moment and enjoying that. So, you know, we were saying, oh, look, you know, are we doing, are we doing the best that we can? Like, will our children be happy? Will they, will they look back on this time and go, this was the best years of, you know, my life, mum, or that, you know, mum, you gave me the best childhood, or I loved, you know, I loved those years of my life. Or, you know, are we fucking them up as much as we were fucked up? You know, are we giving them baggage the way our parents gave them baggage? And the fact is, we give our kids an incredible life. You know, my kids have so much more than what I had growing up in terms of, I run around, run myself ragged, doing stuff with with them and for them um, in terms of ferrying them around to sport and being involved in all that stuff and working from home and, you know, sometimes not earning as much income as what I would like just so that I can spend time with them and be there for them. I didn't have that, right, growing up. It's not a diss to my mom. It's just that they have more. Kids these days have more than we did. So they definitely, like our kids – and I'm also not I'm also not trying to downplay the fact that there are families out there doing it really tough and there are children out there that don't live in households where they get the things that my children do. What I'm saying is that it's an acknowledgement that my kids are fucking lucky, right? They're extremely lucky and privileged children. But still on some level, we're going to fuck them up, right? Because we are flawed. They are flawed and they are their own people. And we can only parent through the lens of our own experiences, our own beliefs and our own values. And, you know, our children have their own beliefs, their own values. They're going to grow into their own self, right? Which isn't us. And we're only parenting through the lens of the experiences that we've had. So it's hard to swallow, right? But it's the truth, you know, to present as a modern day mom and say that my relationship with my girls is all sunshine and lollipops and they're perfect and I'm perfect. And because I mean well, and I manifest a dream outcome for my children in terms of emotional stability, and then them coming through life unscarred just isn't realistic. 
you know, the depiction of motherhood as a Huggies commercial is giving women false hope and it's denying the reality of what motherhood actually is. I always have, I always say this thing and whenever I say it, people always laugh at me. Like I think it shocks them that I would make this statement about my children and the, the usual response is laughter. And sometimes uh, also too, I do get people when I say this statement that I'm about to share with you, they do turn and say, Stacey, you can't say that. But I always say, my kids are average. I go, they're just average kids. They're not at the top of their class. They're not at the bottom of their class. They're just freaking average, right? And it's not being negative. It's not being negative to say that, right? It's being realistic. And that could be considered a horrible thing to say. Like, you know, we're always told to tell our children how amazing they are and how perfect they are and, um, you know, build up this, I don't know, vision of themselves. Like we're, we're putting a mirror in front of our kids that's not an actual realistic um, description of, of who they actually are as people, right? Because they're not all perfect. They're not all um, the best at everything, you know, but that statement in itself, those words, my kids are average on their own, aren't really nice things to say, but I always say immediately after they are average academically. They're also not the best sports kids. They're right down the middle, right? But they have other talents that far outweigh the criteria to win an academic award or be the best runner or cross country person at their school. They are kind, creative, emotionally intelligent, independent, um, and not afraid to question things. You know, they don't, might not have the talents that, uh, modern day society still, I don't even know why values so much that the best academic and the best sports person are the only people that fucking get awards at school these days. Um, you know, that unfortunately that's just the society we're living in, you know, in terms of, you know, what is valued. And that's just a whole other conversation for another day. But, you know, you get my drift. It's, you know, for me to like positively try and build them up into something that they're not would really eventually cause them to fall. Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm not going to put wind up their ass and say that they're the best in their class because they aren't, but they are talented in many other ways and that's okay. So, you know, I'm not going to put pressure on them to be the best. I'm not, and when I say the best, like, I think my kids are the best because they're my kids, right? But in terms of like, you know, what gets valued at school in terms of like academic awards and sports awards and that sort of thing, they're probably not going to win any and that's okay, Right. You know, the thing is they probably won't see the realisation of the things that I'm saying until they're adults, which is hard. And it's hard to cop as a parent because they want to be acknowledged for these things in, in with their peers and that sort of stuff, right? But, you know, my girls are the ones that come home with the awards for being the most kindest person in their class. And I'm okay with that because to me that's really, really valuable. Um, and they, you know... But it's my job to show them life is real and how they can navigate that while still living in a flawed society full of modern day patriarchy that impacts them as women. So I guess that's just kind of like a really rough talk about what toxic positivity is. And I guess, you know, definitely a very big way that I see it playing out in terms of how I relate it to my life and my key relationships, which is my family and my children. But 
what does, like, how does it play out in business? So let's have a chat really quick now about how it kind of plays out in business. And I see a few things. So first of all, I see it play out in this kind of movement of unrealistically expecting magic without doing the work. And the modern day coaching industry really has a lot to blame for this. And kind of the movement of like woo-woo manifestation um, as a replacement for doing any real work has done this. And what I mean by that is, is, is exactly that. It's when all this kind of manifestation and this like personal development stuff becomes like this, it becomes the, the work that you do instead of doing the actual income producing work in your business. Now, as you guys know, I am woo-woo, man. I love cards. I love angel cards. I have daily affirmations. I have rituals that help me achieve my dreams. I 100% do manifestation stuff myself because it absolutely works. I work on myself constantly. I do listen to self-development podcasts. I do work with coaches to help me with my moving through my blocks and everything like that. I, you know, like I have an astrology mentor. Like I, I am so down for all of this inner work that has to be done. But nothing actually happens in terms of earning money in your business if you don't do the income producing activities, right? Business is real. Business is hard, right? <laughs> that is, that's, you know, that's the whole chaos thing coming back is that business isn't always awesome, right? Business is not always awesome. There are hard days in business. It is chaos, It is, but in that chaos is beauty at the same time, you know, and look, let's be honest. I think more people have probably looked on seek to go and see if they could get a, you know, a full-time job again in the last 12 months because it is hard, right? But we don't say that. We don't go, we don't say to each other, oh, you know, I went on to seek the other day to see if I could get a job because I'm so fucking sick of how hard it is to build this business, um, we don't share that because instead we, <laughs> we, we, we allow this kind of toxic positivity to play out in how we navigate the challenges of business. And that is where I see um, things really impacting people in, a, in not a good way, right? Like people quit their jobs way too early because they're They have to be ready to go all in in their business because some coach told them that they had to put a sign out there to the universe and go all in in your business. And, you know, sometimes that just is like really bad advice. Um, You know, they feel shame for um, having a part time job to support their business to grow. There is nothing shameful in that. That is you supporting your family and doing what you need to do to grow your business. And when your business has got to a point, then you can quit that job and then you can do your business full time, right? People are doing all this like manifesty shit and actually thinking that that's all they need to do because someone's Instagram feed told them that that was what they had to do. Nothing comes without work. So let's be real that business is work. Personal development and practices that help us affirm our worth, work through our limitations and blocks are 100% necessary I'm on being honest, guys, they are so necessary, but you cannot live in a world. You cannot live in that world forever. 
Eventually, you have to do the income producing activities to create an income. So all these people out there on their freaking Instagram feeds that are telling you that all you need to do is save your house and then you're going to have the business of your dreams and have a six figure month are telling you a lie, right? Yes, saging your house will help you clear energy. I fully believe that. I sage my own home. But I also know that I have to do the income producing work to make an income in my business. And that requires me to market my business, have lead generation funnels, and actually do coaching and mentoring with clients who will pay me. Right? So the other way that I see it playing out in business is people downplaying shitty strategy as, oh, they're just doing their best. Don't be so mean or that sort of thing. And it's like, I'm like, no, you know, if I see shitty strategy, I'm going to call it out because it's, you know, if it's shitty strategy, it's not going to get anybody anywhere. And I was, I'm not, I wasn't put on this world to just be little miss nicey pants and put wind up people's asses. If if it's shitty strategy, it's shitty strategy. And people, you guys need to know what is good strategy and what is bad strategy. So let me give you an example of this. I've spoken a lot about Instagram reels and how I cannot stand the dancey pointy reels. Now, if you love to dance and point on Instagram, like by all means, go dance. Like if you're a good dancer, go dance. If, if Instagram reels have been around when I was in my 20s, you would have seen some freaking awesome dancing from me. But I am not in my 20s anymore. And no one wants to see me shake my 41-year-old ass on Instagram. It just, it's just not going to happen. It doesn't feel authentic to me. Right. Um, and you know, I, I've done a few things about, you know, don't just follow all the same trends that you see people doing, be individual, be creative, you know, like don't just follow what everyone else is doing. Like a sheep, come up with your own strategies, um, that are actually going to help you move your business forward because just doing the same overdub on, an Instagram reel voiceover dub that everyone else has done because it's funny. Does it, what's it going to do? Yeah. People might go, Oh yeah, that was a funny reel, but is it going to get them to actually work with you? I just see so many people following these so-called trends on social media and online that aren't actually good strategy. There's lots of trends out there that are good strategy, heaps of trends there's heaps of things people doing, are doing on social media and online that are really good strategy, that are moving the needle forward and helping you grow their business. There's also a whole lot of trends out there that are worthless and are not going to do that much for your business. So when I call out some of these you know, trends that I see that I think are just absolutely useless um, and are not doing anything to set you apart from other people, some people don't like that. And it's because, you know, and I've had quite a few people say to me, oh, you know, but everyone's just doing their best. And I'm like, yeah, but if doing their best isn't actually helping them, then it's, isn't it my job to point out the things that do work and don't work like as a, a social media coach and, you know, like an online business and digital business mentor, that's my job is to point out the things that do work and the things that don't work. And to point out when I see trends that are dumb and I see trends and strategies that are good and not dumb, right? That's, 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 that's what I'm here to do. So I'm not going to just go, 
you're just doing your best. I realize that, you know, business is hard and marketing is hard and that sometimes you are just doing your best. And that is fine. Like I get that. Right. But I'm not going to feel shame and I am not going to deny my voice because I know that the sharing that voice actually helps you guys move your business forward. So sometimes it may feel abrasive. Sometimes it may feel very direct. Sometimes it may go against things that other people say, but that's what I'm put on the earth to do. That is what I'm here to do. That is my work for you guys is to point this stuff out and help you. And some people might not like it, but it might not resonate with everyone. So whatevs, you know, the other way I see it playing out in business is feeling like you have to put everything else on hold at all costs. So this includes putting your life on hold, your family on hold, your children in front of an iPad or sending them to after school care or, you know, putting them in full time daycare so that you can go all in in inverted commas in your business, or you were told that if you don't do this and you don't go all in on your business, that you're self-sabotaging. And that is just, honestly, it's bollocks. It's a load of bullshit. You can go, you can be all in on your business and still have time for yourself, your family, your children, and your friends. You absolutely can be all in on your business and still have time for those things. You do not have to put your life on hold to grow your business. In actual fact, doing that is the, just the fastest way to burn out. So when I see, and again, it's usually a lot of people in the coaching industry, all this stuff around going all in in your business and, you know, and, and, and it breaks my heart when I see mums particularly um, saying that, you know, I put my kids in full-time daycare because, you know, they'll understand and they'll know one day because I'll have been able to do this and blah, 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 blah. But five years passes by and the one thing they have is regret that they didn't spend more time with their children because they had the time to, because they were working from home and they had the ability to be flexible and they didn't take the opportunity when they could. Your kids grow up, guys. (laughs) Newsflash, we're all getting older and our children are getting older. Spend the time with them now. That's That's my opinion anyway, right? I can have a healthy, thriving, growing business and have a healthy, thriving relationship with myself, relationship with my friends, relationship with my family and relationship with my children at the same time. I can be all in in my business and take three days off one week because I have things I want to do with my family. Both of those people get to live inside of you at the same time. You do not have to put everything else on hold at all costs to go all in in your business. And that depiction that you have to is extremely toxic positivity because it's saying that, well, if you show the universe that your business means this much, your universe, the universe is going to give you back that much tenfold. But what it's actually doing is it's just contributing to raging mum guilt and sending people into burnout really quickly. All right, I'm going to wrap this one up now, guys. So what's the one thing you can do to rein this in? So the one thing I think that you can easily do really quickly to rein in the sort of impacts of toxic positivity is acceptance, right? Acceptance that business is real. It has good days. It has bad days. And while you need to work on yourself, it should not be at the detriment of yourself either. 
You deserve to spend time with your family. It is not self-sabotaging your business. You deserve to feel shitty when business is hard because it can be, and you just need to be able to find the ways that work for you to pick yourself up out of that moment, out of that bear mode that you're in. Figure out how you work through that challenge and keep going. You also deserve to celebrate the wins. They are 1000% incredible. But a win can also be that you had clients that paid you that month. The win doesn't have to be having a seven-figure month. The win can be that you made enough money to pay for your family's yearly holiday, right? Celebrate the wins, no matter how big or how small. They are all relevant and they are all incredible. You also deserve for business to be easy. Toxic positivity is contributing to so many people feeling raging mum guilt and leading to massive rates of burnout, particularly in women in the business industry. Business doesn't have to be hard, but it does get to be real. And that's what we need to remember. And that's what we need to share. And that's what we need to help each other through. We do deserve for business to be easy. And I think that the way for business to be easier for all of us is to accept that it's real, accept that it has ups and downs, accept that there are going to be challenges and also allow ourselves the permission to be able to be all in in our business, but also to be all in with ourselves. Business doesn't have to be hard, guys. It gets to be easy, but it also gets to be real. That is all from me. If you want to continue this conversation, head on over to Instagram and let's chat more about it. That is all. Until next time, guys, stay classy. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.